0: How are you feeling? What did this announcement this morning make you think of? Um, what does it mean to you? As we've heard, 751 bodies, estimated 751 bodies found buried at the former Maryville Indian Residential School in Saskatchewan. Uh, it's on the Cowasis First Nation, which is just east of Regina, about 150 kilometers east of Regina. Um, Cowessess First Nation Chief Cadmus DeLorme says, at this point, we are treating this discovery as a crime scene. So the investigation is not over. It's not done. This is far and away the largest such discovery in our country, but it likely won't remain the largest. We know these investigations are taking place coast to coast to coast right now. We heard the Premier of Alberta talking about it yesterday, offering $8 million in grant programs to Alberta's Indigenous communities to, um, as he called, discover and honour These unmarked graves in Alberta. Alberta had more residential schools than anywhere else in the country. And the premier and um, First Nations leaders saying, We know these discoveries are going to be made in Alberta as well. There's no question about that. Um, So there's going to be many days like this. And um, what do we do with them? How do we, you know, uh, people, uh, this text came in and said, What's the answer to this Indigenous reconciliation? Is it just money they want because they're already apologizing and recognizing the sins of our fathers which we had no hand in so what is it it's not like we're giving the country to them um it's not money uh they don't want the country i think what they want is recognition you know in speaking to the guests that we've had on the air what do they want what do we do with this that's the question we need to be asking and you're right um you know most of us had no involvement in this so Are we personally responsible? No, not for the sins of our fathers, as you say. And we can't change what happened. But what we can do, uh, in my opinion, is take a look at when something like that happens to generation after generation after generation of a culture, it doesn't just end when the school closes. And what we're seeing today with all of the issues we have surrounding Canada's Indigenous people is in large part because of that. It's generational trauma that carries through. The culture being suppressed and shamed and, and beaten out of children. That doesn't just go away. Um, so I think what can we do? We can listen. We can learn. We can try and get an understanding of what that system that was in place in our country for so, so long means to us now and how we can fix it and make things better together. We can listen. We can learn. And we can work with our indigenous communities to move forward with recognition of okay, we understand what went on and what that means to us today. What do you think? Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. Uh let's get to your calls. Let's start with Derek now. Um, hello Derek, you are on the air. Good morning. Whoops, I got the wrong phone line up. Hey. Sorry. Derek, there you are, I got you now. Oh hey Shay. Hi.
1: Uh so I just want to say hi hi to the uh chiefs me the elder that just spoke. Um, I I thank them for sharing their perspectives. However, that conference left me very confused. Um, because the the first chief that was speaking said that they've known about the grave sites all along. Yeah, yeah. Well then why wasn't something brought up a lot earlier than now? <laughs> I understand the question, that ground-penetrating radar wasn't around back then, or whatever. But why wasn't this brought up when they knew
2: about the gravesite?
0: There's a question. Uh, uh, there's a historian who was talking about this um, yesterday, and uh, he asks that very same question. And uh, his name is um, Ken Coates. He's a Canadian historian, and he that's was great. talking about that very same oh, thing. Too, if, if that's what it's, it's something that I think you know we we need to reckon with is when. We take a look at this. These stories have been told for a very, very, very long time, right? Um, But for some reason, the governments didn't seem to really, like, look what's happened in the last two weeks in terms of all the provincial and federal governments jumping on board and saying, we're going to do whatever we can. Here's the money that you need to go out and explore these sites and to do what you need to do, and we're going to walk with you. Why did it have to leave the Aboriginal community and enter, quote-unquote, non-Aboriginal society in Canada? Why did it have to rise to the level that it rose with the Kamloops discovery before governments actually took it seriously?
1: Yeah, and then the the, the second chief uh, kept saying, well, our children, our children, our children, but they're saying not all of the gravesites are children.
0: No, well, we don't know. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I mean, you know, two, two, only two-thirds of these graves were unmarked, so we don't know all the details around what exactly these remains represent and what we'll find. Um, but that'll come. That'll come in time, I think, Derek. But you're right, there are there's so many questions, and you know, each one of these developments, I think, makes it a little more confusing than it's. It's um, it's really, really hard to wrap your head around. Uh, this listener says, um, awful and disgusting. These words don't do it justice. A, qu- a question I keep coming back to is, what was going on in these schools that stayed open until 1996? Um, yeah, I think that the questions, <laughs> there's so many. This listener says, what can we do? Well, when someone makes an inappropriate comment, you can say something, show that you do not accept it. Not that you stand with Indigenous people, that you stand against any inappropriate conversation that marginalizes any human being. And that's Alan from um, Morinville. And I think that's a good point. This listener, what do we do with this? We proceed with the utmost respect in all of our interactions. Saturate the people with respect and honour for their ways and their culture and know that love and respect is the only thing that has the power to create positive change. And I think that's the important... Nobody's asking you to change the past. Nobody's asking you to be held responsible for what happened, but you can be held responsible for what happens from now. And we have a different lens to look through. We have a different context to view our history and our modern day relations with the Indigenous peoples of our country. We did them wrong, and it's still affecting our society today. So let's move forward with that understanding. We'll take a short break and continue with your calls, when we come back right after this. Just taking a look at some of the texts that have been coming in. Um, This listener says, I'm absolutely gutted, and I can't even wrap my head around it. As a First Nations woman, I can't help but feel what each of those mothers felt as they gave their children over to the abusers. My aunts were sent to the schools. They returned broken women that raised broken children, and so on, and so on, and so on. They removed a generation, a generation that was never taught how to be parents. Uh, Shannon says, Shay, I can't believe what I'm hearing. For someone that lives in the inner city, I have had blinders on about certain people, and I honestly get it now. This is absolutely disgusting. Listening to the Chiefs, I had tears in my eyes. Uh, P.S., can you explain what hi-hi means? I've been hearing that lately. As far as I know, Shannon, and I stand to be corrected here, I believe that's Cree for thank you. Hi-hi. Um, but I, I think a lot of people are in the same boat as you, Shannon. It's just sort of, we're getting a better understanding of how we got to where we are. Um, and hopefully it helps us move forward. Uh, let's continue with your phone calls now. We have Dave on the line. Hi, Dave. You're on the air.
3: Hi Shay. good morning. Hi. Hey, um, I just um, and maybe this is more of a question for for Shay and, but yep. how do you, how do you present this in the media that keeps people in, engaged I and know. they're not constantly beat over the head with, yep. a, you know? Um, you ask a great I, I, question. I feel like this is yeah, this is very important. But is are we going to end up with another thing where it's reported every day? People get COVID fatigue and as soon as they hear news about a residential school they 're going to turn off the radio or turn off the TV because they're just been berated beat over the head you know internet experts facebook experts they're just like how do you keep it fair and balanced and people engaged like like how 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 is that going to work where people don't lose interest in this. Yeah,
0: I think, Dave, you're right, because you know what? I mean, we know there's hundreds of these schools across the country, so these stories are going to continue to happen. So how do you handle each one where it doesn't get to the point where, like you say, oh, it's just another one, oh, it's just another one, oh, it's just another one? And you're mm-hmm. right, that that is the risk. And I was thinking about that this morning. How do we keep it, um, you know, engaged in terms of having people learn about it. And, and I think the way we do that is we invite in as many different voices as we can. We tell the stories of these schools. Um, we mm-hmm. we talk to the people that, um, you know, what has it meant to the community today? The fact that these schools existed and people went through them at that time. Yeah. Um, right. and, I, and I think... We, we we do what we're doing right now, Dave. I open up the phone lines and say, let's talk about it. Let's hear your story, what you're feeling, what you think we can do. What are your ideas surrounding this? Because that's yeah, but, an important it, part of the discussion.
3: Yeah. But is it something that, you know, like, like I said, my, my, and I think that's great, but is it is it an everyday thing? And that's kind of what I'm, you know, if it's everyday, people kind of shut it off. And then know. you're going to have know. to deal with, with clickbaity, and you're going to have to deal with all this stuff that... You know, I can just imagine the Twitterverse over the next few days, right? Yeah. You know, it's just going to be, you know, oh, I crazy. Mean, and that's my my question to Shay was, you know, sitting in the chair you're sitting in, how how would she try to keep this relevant so people don't shut it off?
0: Yeah, I think, you know what, I think there's, a, I mean, just taking a look at the text line this morning, Dave, there's a lot of people who already shut it off, just the fact that we're doing it again. Oh, who cares? We're tired of this. And um, those are the people that we really need to try and reach, and I don't know how we go about doing that, but there's a lot of people uh, on the text line and on the phone line that are really upset by this, really feel yeah. the impact yeah. of this. And, and and like I said, I think the most important thing that we can do um, as media outlets and having this platform... Um, you know, province-wide, we can we can invite people to come and join us. We can invite people to come and share this experience together and and talk about what it makes them feel and what it inspires them to do in the future. Because I think a lot of people get trapped up, well, what do you want us to do about it? Nothing. Nothing. You can't fix what happened in the past. Quit worrying about that. Nobody's blaming you. But what we're talking about and what we need to be focused on is what do we do with it? How do we You know, it's truth and reconciliation, so let's get the truth, let's get the facts, and then let's work on that reconciliation part with the understanding of what we did in this country to our Indigenous communities, what it has meant to our Indigenous communities today. Because if you think what happened in those residential schools still isn't having an impact on, on lives in our communities today, you're fooling yourself. You know better than that. That kind of generational trauma doesn't just go away when the school closes. It takes hard work, so we need to do it. Um, just a reminder, anyone experiencing pain or distress as a result of their residential school experience can access a 24-hour, toll-free and confidential National Indian Residential School Crisis Line. The number for that is 1-866-925-4419. We'll take a break for the 10 o'clock news. A lot of people on the text line really struggling with what do we do with this information? It's, it's, it's disturbing. It's extremely troubling. So what are we going to do about it? Um This listener says it's not right to judge past generations by our perceived standards. When the residential schools were closed, it was wrong to have abandoned these graveyards and to have removed the gravestones. That's wrong. So where do we start? Well, replace the markers and officially create graveyards around them. And anyone who's built a parking lot on top of a graveyard should be willing to negotiate the return of those lands to what it really is. A graveyard. That's part of the discussion. You know, um, and the Premier yesterday in announcing the $8 million available for Indigenous communities in Alberta to discover and honour these sites as they see fit. said Some people will choose not to um, investigate and um, excavate these sites for spiritual reasons. Others will. And uh, if you're just joining us, what we're talking about now is the announcement that came out of Saskatchewan this morning. Uh, Saskatchewan First Na- Nation says it has found hundreds of of unmarked graves at the site of a former residential school there. Kawasiss First Nation Chief Cadmus Delorme says ground penetrating radar uh, recently discovered these graves at the former Maryville Indian Residential School.
4: We started our radar penetrating research on June the 2nd of 2021. As of yesterday, we
0: have hit 751 unmarked graves that's at the one site and the work continues there now um the chief was very very um deliberate to point out these are not mass graves we're talking about unmarked graves here and the work continues he was also um very deliberate in stating that um it's believed based on local stories that some of these bodies could be adults as well as children it's not just children we're talking about here we cannot affirm that they are all children But there are oral stories that there are adults in this gravesite as well. So we'll continue to find out more information. And the other thing is uh, we're going to have to figure out what we're going to do with these kinds of discoveries because there will be many, many more. We know that, Uh, including in our province and right across the country. So um, what does this news mean to you today? What are you thinking about? How are you feeling and um, does it inspire you to be more involved in the reconciliation effort. That, for me, is the important thing here, because I agree, we can't, we can't change the past. And should we be held responsible for the past? I don't even know what, what that looks like, what that means. How can we be held accountable for something we didn't do? But we can recognize that it was done and recognize what it means to our lives today because it has an effect. There's no question about it. So moving forward with this understanding it can help us move forward. Let's hear what's on your mind. Let's go to Christine now. Hi, Christine, you're on the air.
5: Hi there. What's I, on your mind? Well, first thing, when I heard this, I have to admit, I'm not, I'm not Indigenous, but it actually brought tears to my eyes, and I got goosebumps. I was just horrified. Um, my, th- Of course, we can't change what's happened, but I sure wish we would have known sooner. Like, when I was a child, I never even questioned why there was no Aboriginal children in our school. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, and now that I, as an adult, I didn't even learn about these schools until maybe about 10 years ago. I was just horrified, because I'm sure that if I had known earlier, I would have said or done something, or even tried to have started something.
0: It would have changed the way you think about the entire situation, right?
5: uh, Well, I didn't. Uh no, because I'm horrified by the whole situation I'd, I would have tried to have stopped it way before it right you know that, well yeah I, but we didn't know we
0: didn't know i know
5: we didn't know, and I feel so guilty for not knowing but um in in all honesty uh i think it it's a strong statement, but i in my heart, I think the Catholic Church needs to be abolished in Canada. It, they're still the ones that have not apologized for what's happened and still continue to commit crimes to children to this day. And I, that's the only I think there's still got to be a lot of those people that are still alive in the Catholic Church that had done this, right. and they should be held accountable and not through the Catholic Church by sending them somewhere else. They should be allowed... To be to face charges just like anybody else would,
0: yeah christine, you're not alone uh there's a number of people on the text line and and when we talked about what happened um at the Camloop school, it was the same thing, and you know we had a number of people on uh we had um the Archbishop from Edmonton, um, who has done a lot of work on this file. That's the interesting disconnect when it comes to the Catholic Church. You see the Canadian Council of, of Catholic Bishops have come together and have apologized and have worked with Aboriginal communities in our country. It's the Vatican, where it seems to be the block. And we had one scholar on who was telling us, well, that's because the Church can't sin. It, it's impossible. That's, that's the teachings. That's the thinking. The Church is infallible. They can't apologize because the Church itself can't sin. So um, th- there's a theological backing to it, but you're right. Uh, um, you know, well, let's go to Ray, and I know Ray is thinking the same thing. He wants some accountability um, held to the Catholic Church here, right, Ray? Yes,
2: I do. I I, I feel they should be held with some of the costs, too. If this is what's going to happen should fall on them. And same with there's going to be there's going to be lawsuits come back and everything else. And they should go after them. And I, I I'm a Catholic myself, and I'm ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. Today I'm ashamed of it. It's just it's and they're not taking no no uh no accountability for it at the
0: vatican what what do you think just, they should do ray what 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 do they need to do
2: They need to take accountability that's the start, and then come over and apologize and and be willing to help because we've we've eliminated a whole generation like the one person I heard talking. Now you wonder why the the, the, the uh, Aboriginals uh, uh, or Indigenous have so much difficulty. Well, you eliminated a whole people that didn't know yeah. how to raise their kids. They yeah. were raised in this this setting, and now it's it's brought more light to me to see what why, why the they're, the they're, 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 they're things are happening the way they're happening, and it's not their fault.
0: I am. Uh, it 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 really makes me feel good to hear you say that, Ray, because I'm in the same boat. I'm in the exact same position as you. It's sort of it it. it puts a light or a context to what we're seeing in society today. And, you know, it gives me a lot more understanding of, I mean, just look what was done to these communities, right? And, and like you say, children taken from their parents and not reunite, all these sorts of things. I mean, just the, that, that will last for generations. That will last for generations. So uh, I, I'm sharing a lot of the opinions that, uh, that Ray just expressed. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Tony now. Um, hi, Tony. You're on the air.
4: Yeah, good morning. A couple of points here, that's $8 million. That's nowhere near enough. Nowhere near enough money. That's an insult as far as I'm concerned. Considering Trudeau gave $250 million to the Clinton Foundation, that taxpayers' money. So why couldn't give at least a hundred million out of this?
0: Well, hang on, hang on. You're, you're you're mixing two things up here. Trudeau didn't give eight million. Kenny did. That's what. That's no, no, just no, for the no. province of Alberta. No,
4: no, no. I'm I'm just saying what could, what can be given away. I'm giving an example. Yeah, sure. So why can't why can't it go a lot further than eight million dollars?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, this that that eight million is very specific in its use. That eight million is for strictly. Um, exploring these sites and doing what they need to do with these sites. But if
4: it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to cost a lot more of that eventually.
0: Right. It might. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, we had you know, a number of um, chiefs from Alberta's Indigenous communities that seemed quite pleased with it, and we'll see. Is, is it going to be enough? Do we need to do more? Will the government do more? They have oh. pledged to walk hand in hand oh. and, and fully in support of this, so we'll see. I, I,
4: I don't think people have actually taken taken inside and realized how many people involved in this that they've found. With the technology we got back then, when this happened, there's got to be some doctor's papers of some sort. If there isn't, there's that go-to show. There's some hanky-panky going on there, and it has to be recognized. We're lucky we got that technology, yeah. and we can see where these bodies are.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, Tony. And I think you make a really good point in terms of accountability. And, you know, a lot, of, a lot of these records that these communities are asking for so that they can find out who's in these unmarked graves so they can, you know, notify families and, and those sorts of things, they're having a really, really hard time getting those documents. Do those records even exist? In some cases, we know they don't. They're gone. But they do in some cases, and there's a big fight to get them released. So um, there's a lot of work to be done here. Let's go to Brian now. Hello, Brian. You're on the air in Calgary.
1: Yeah, I just want to make the point that we have to be prepared to enter into a discussion with the First Nations people so that we don't repeat the same mistakes. We can't change the past. We know that. But we have to be prepared to ensure that the past is not the future. Yeah. And and and, and in that way, uh, for a lot of people... Um, myself included, we have to start. You know, we have to learn. We have to be able to give the First Nations people the space to, in, or, in order to, to heal as well, and be able to assist in that process in any way they think we can. Um, and as far as the uh, these these graves, there's going to be many, many more, and and, and as we process the information, I think. We have to move from a blame point of view to, okay, how do we ensure that this never happens again? That, to me, is the key.
0: Yeah, and how how do we do that? What do you think? What what, what do we need to do, Ryan? How do we go down that path?
1: We have to to be prepared to walk hand in hand with our First Nations folks, okay? We have to find out from our First Nations folks what do they really need instead of us saying, well, they should do this and they should do
0: that. And but, we have that, the understanding that, that, of of why we got to the position that we're in. You know, uh, that's
1: that's that that's right. I mean, I think for a there's there's three things that happen. There's an educational component, there's a willingness to change component, and then there's an action component that all has to happen almost simultane- simultaneously. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I think has to
0: happen. Excellent call, Brian. I think you're right. I think all three of those things do have to happen, and they do have to happen simultaneously. It's a tall order. It's a tall order. But this is Canada. We're up for it. We can do it. We can make this better. Straight up, I'm going to be honest with you. We're not going to get to all your calls uh, in the next five minutes here. uh, But we will uh, build in a lot of open time uh, in the final hour of the show, as we always do, because I know you want to talk about this, and I want to hear from you. A really, really good text here that I wanted to read. Hi, Shay. Both my parents attended residential schools, and I'm in that demographic of what these genocidal policies couldn't do, and we were a threat to continue. I'm 51 years old, I'm college educated, culturally active, a working professional, I'm sober, I'm a parent and a Muslim. We had to learn to be parents because our parents did not hug or extend love or praise. Many of us are wondering, why did we live? And we now compensate for the wrongs. So what do we do? Get the numbers correct across Canada, no matter the amount. Teach the residential school history in elementary, junior high, and senior high. I never got this residential school education until college. story we hear from a lot of people. And finally, the Pope must come to Canada and apologize, and it must be done at a former site to elders that we choose. Hi, hi. Hi, hi. Thanks for the text. Uh, Let's get as many calls in here as we can. Uh, There's a bunch. Let's go to um, Sean now. Hi, Sean, you're on the air.
3: Hi, uh, good morning, and thank you for an excellent program. Just an observational comment. The monies that are going out at the provincial level, $8 the federal monies, whatever those amounts are, they are an amount. Why is the Catholic Church, why is the Protestant churches, why are the churches allowed tax-exempt status? And at our expense, as a taxpayer, we are required to fund finding out where they put the dead bodies. This is obscene, and somebody needs to be held accountable, and that is the Catholic Church at the fiscal or financial level. They're using monies and donations that they're tax-exempt from to hide their crimes. Shame.
0: Gotcha. Thanks, Sean. You are not alone. There is a lot of people that uh, are really, really leaning on the Catholic Church to step up here. Let's go to Jim now. Hi, Jim. You're on the air.
6: So we take a look at this situation and we think back to when these treaties and stuff were all negotiated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, really, for the most part, they had no skill set whatsoever to put together any kind of program. If they, the, 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 the queen just literally bulldozed over these poor folks. I mean, they, 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 they would, if they would have had a skill set, they would have, they would have negotiated education. They would have negotiated a lot more things in there, but they had so much trust in the Queen Mother, that even to the point where they didn't even worry about the fact that tuberculosis was taking most of them out. It, it, I don't know how we're going to fix this. I don't know if a story is going to do it. Uh, you know, <clears throat> it, it, it. This is so deep and so, it goes back to the point of, of in history where, I mean, they didn't think that we we're going to have radar t- t- technology to find these bones.
0: Yeah, I don't know what's going what's to make it right, Shay. Jim, I'm uh, I'm with you. I I uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what it is that um, will make it right. But I think I, we have I've to. Always, we have to get to work I've on. It.
6: Ma- I've always been a major. voice called in. That I, and, and and a lot of people don't. These these indigenous people got a raw deal from day one. Yep. And they were so. I mean, they had a they had, they had utopia here, and we came and brought disease. We brought all these things, and then we took them over, and we wanted. And we put them, you know, we put them on, res- we negotiated reserves just right. to get them out of the way.
0: I, I know. I, I thought
6: it was a good deal.
0: Yeah, I hear you, Jim. I got to get to a break for the news, but uh, thank you for the call. Thank you for your passion. And, and I think that what you're feeling, I'm feeling too, is it's a, it seems like a monumental task. What do we do? How do we make this right? Uh, w- we can't do it today, Jim. It's going to take time, but we need to start. We need to understand. We need to learn. We need to share experiences, we need to talk, and we need to start the process of moving forward. It won't be completed in our lifetimes. The damage goes back many lifetimes. It'll take that long to get to the healing, but we need to start the process.